Vamos lá. Testing, one, two, one, two. Whoa! That's uh, Ken and Joseph, they're first-year students in our School of Ministry, and they're, they're just amazing men of God. We just spend 20 hours a week with and build great friendships with them. It's good to be home and just uh, share what God's been putting in my heart lately. Uh, it's really kind of a 10-year message that's been kind of stewing since I've been a Christian 10 years ago as I walked. Uh, and sometimes it's hard when the Lord puts something in your spirit and heart that you want to share to people and put in words. So, because we only, we only see in parts, we only, we only hear in parts, we only kind of give away in parts. So I'm going to share my part of what God's been doing and put them on this certain message. It was funny as I didn't know Gina was sharing tonight at all. And they start talking about unity in the body. And my whole message is about unity in the body of Christ. And God's really been dealing with me in that. The funny thing is when I start sharing this in my class at school, three of the students were getting some of the same stuff. So two of them will share briefly what they got. So what I'm trying to say is this. The Holy Spirit is speaking in 2011. I totally understand the gifts of the Spirit are going to rise up dramatically in signs and wonders, words of knowledge, physical healing, emotional healing, and also discerning the spirits. But the Spirit is speaking to unity in the body of Christ this year in 2011. One of my students was in, uh, she shared this for Friday before I left, before we left class. She says, Lonnie, I was in India for Christmas break from school. And this pastor from all these hundreds of people was sharing like he was from Blazing Fire, the Father's heart, the Father's love. And he also shared about the unity in the body of Christ, how God is doing that now in India. So the Holy Spirit is speaking about unity. So let's, let's step into this mess, see what it looks like. Let's see if I can sync these computers together. And we have it. Praise God. I want to start with, they will know us. John 13, 34, 35. It says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone must know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The way the world is going to know us is by our love for one another. The way we treat one another. The way we look for one another. Doesn't mean we're going to look the same, smell the same, act the same, agree on everything. But if we truly love one another in Christ, the world will see we're Jesus' disciples. A lot of times they come into the church, now they see a bunch of, uh, and I'm talking about the church as a whole, all denominations that love Jesus. They see a lot of backbiting. They see a lot of different levels in people. The have and have nots. We're there and you're not there. They see what they see in the world. But the Lord is changing that. He's drastically changing that because the world is hurting right now. He's healing his church right now to be the light that they come to. You know, we've got to go out and get them. Next scripture is 1 Corinthians 13. I love this. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, it can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. 
It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. And now these, three, now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. As I searched out love over the last 10 years of walking it out, I learned one thing about my love. My love is very selfish. My love is very demanding. My love is very one-sided. And the Lord showed me early in my life that I only love to get something back. So he's been teaching me his love. If you really read the Bible, when you start talking about love, and the Bible's full of love, it never talks about what you get, but what you give away. It never says what you can get back. It says, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. It never says what you can get back. So it's not our love. It's his love coming through us, leasing out of us in somebody else's life. That's, the right, that's how we walk this out, through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. 1 John 4, 7 and 9. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So God is love and love is God. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So again, it's not our love, it's God's love coming through us bypassing our self-desires to touch his sons and daughters. And we expect nothing in return. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And my, one of my favorite quotes, love wins. Yes. If you're around Brent long enough... You know, he always says, love wins. We've had multiple conversations, and I'll come back to love wins. In hard situations, you, you know, one thing he teaches me, that I'm processing, even in my marriage, you're in it for her best. You're in it for their best. You're in it for their best. In the relationship with you, for her best, for their best. And that's a process. Because in life, as American growing up, we're taught, Get your piece of the pie. Chop up your boots. Get them before they get you. Survival. Take before you get taken. And God said, no, you're in this for their best. You're in a covenant relationship with a friend, a covenant relationship with a marriage, and you're supposed to say, I'm in it for your best. And that's not easy. You have to walk, because once you step into that, you get opportunities to walk it out. Constantly. And there's times you miss the mark. But God is good because you give another chance to make up and get it right. Huh, babe? <laughs> Let's transition. I have a dream as a little boy. I think I was in fifth grade, maybe fourth or fifth. I wanted to be the next Martin Luther King. I grew up in Berkeley in the 60s and 70s. And back there was probably black and white. You had the hippies, you had the Black Panthers. We saw Martin Luther King watchers on TV. And... As a young man, it just did something in my spirit. Because to me, he was talking about unity of blacks and whites and all, all people coming together as one. That's, now, that's what I received as a kid. He was for the poor, the rich. We all become one person. But it got snuffed out of me as I grew up. 
but a dream still was in there somewhere. Then as I got into uh, high school, I hated history. I hated history, my worst subject. Because you talk about these places in the world, Italy and Rome and Africa and Europe, and we can never afford to go nowhere but Mississippi every year. <laughs> Why are we all these places I can never go to in my life? Mississippi, I should go to Mississippi. Once, once in a while, Disneyland. I'm not going to see Europe. I'm not going to see, you know, Israel. I'm not going to see Africa. So why learn about it? And then in my high-tech days, of the, in my 30s, I was, had a lot of success in sales. And we started getting around motivational speakers like Zig Ziglar and, and people along that nature. And just, oh, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I want to I make people be, help them be the best they can be in life. But then I said, well, but I'm a salesperson. Who am I going to motivate? But then I became a Christian at 38. And the Lord visited me at my desk at work one day and began to speak my destiny to me. And guess what? I became a minister like Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Then he sent me to Finland and Sweden to preach the gospel. Then he sent me to Israel to preach the gospel and signs and wonders and miracles. Then he sent me to, he sent me to Brazil to preach the gospel in all these different churches and denominations. And I became a motivational speaker to be all you could be in Christ. Those three genes I had, he put those in me. And though I gave up, he never did. When I wasn't even saved, he was putting dreams in me. So I just want to honor Dr. Martin Luther King. In a few minutes of his speech, the speech before he died, of I have a dream, because it's really about unity, what he talks about. Listen to this. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creeds. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And we all, yes, come on, what is your dream? Because you will overcome because of Jesus Christ in your life. What is that passion that he put in you when you were a little kid that somebody snuffed out? Because God is still breathing on it. Well, this is a dream burning in my heart that I can't let go of. Because I remember being a little boy in Berkeley. And we always had black friends and white friends and hippies, and I grew up in the 60s and 70s. And everybody was welcome to our house, everybody. But I remember the first time my parents took me to Mississippi on the Gulf Coast. 
and we go see my dad's mom. So she lived on the edge of the city where she lived. And we didn't know nothing, but we're playing through the cyclone fence. These other white kids went outside the fence. I didn't realize that their yard was manicured and ours was like kind of messed up where my grandmother's house. We didn't realize that because we didn't know the difference. We just planted these kids through the fence. And we very frank what happened that day. Their mom, we played about 15, 20 minutes, and the mom comes running out. Get away from those niggers! And start beating her kids in front of us. I didn't know what that word meant. Never heard it before. My mom comes running out. What's going on out there? I said, Mom, what's a nigger? And she just bawled and bawled and bawled. And that day, I know a dream was birthed in me. Not to hate, but to unite. To unite. To unite. So two hours of the time. <laughs> but here I'm Brent. I really believe this is a prophetic message. I believe that I share my heart and this message go out to the spirit. And God has released this message to other leaders and other people about unity. Unity doesn't mean we're agreeing on everything. Unity means we can disagree, but still honor and love each other. Unity means that I have a friend of mine who's a minister. Me and I was a friend of me and Angelus. And we sat one night and we debated. And we disagreed on a lot of things. But what we agreed on was our love for one another through Jesus Christ and the fruit of our ministries that he was using us. And one thing Carl told me a while back, he said when the, when the, uh, when the uh, Jewish, uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, leaders get together, they debate, they debate the Torah together. They go back and forth together, but there's still a unity with them. And though they disagree, the rabbis, sorry, the rabbis. So I was sharing some of this in school, and one of our students, Cheryl Taha, said, uh, Lonnie, God's speaking about this also. I said, well, he gave me a scripture, Galatians 5, 25 through 26. I said, well, you share that with, this, with your church of the church. I won't be there, and I'm out of town. I said, can we video record it? It's a couple of minutes. I said, just share a couple of minutes of what God told you about unity. I think it's important to this message. So let's see what Cheryl has to say. So again, thank you for bearing with me in this, but let's welcome Cheryl Taka. Thank you. The Lord showed me first the scripture in Galatians 5:25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. In 26, let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. And he showed me with that that we can accept each other's words and opinions without being offended or feeling the need to fight, to have our voice. And then he showed me in the spirit, I saw us in unity. It was such a beautiful unity, so much love of the Father and, and unity. He's doing a new thing, and I saw it as colors, beautiful colors. And all of it was threads, and all the different colored threads had a gold candescence to it. And God is creating a beautiful garment out of that, out of all of us in his unity and love. 
God is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking in the land about unity in the body of Christ. Listen to the scripture she had. She had Galatians 5, 25 through 26. And the New King James Version says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. In the message it says, Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves to one another. If one of us was better as another worse. What we have far interesting what we have far more interesting things to do in our lives. Each of us is an original. And what I love what Bill Johnson says, you're a voice, not an echo. You're called to be a voice, not an echo. God's going to give you certain things to do that you're going to do in the land to advance the kingdom of God. God's going to give you certain things to do in the land to advance the kingdom of God. It's going to look different because it's called the body of Christ. New American Standard. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Now hear me heart. Hear my heart. I know there's times we hold each other accountable to certain things in our lives. But we start fighting and arguing and turn each other down because you agree different than me, I agree different than you. Here's my heart. I purposely bring guest speakers in the school of ministry that are so different than we are as a church. Because I want them to see the different rivers out there, how God is moving. And we can learn and go back to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to take out of this? But this is what I tell my school. If they're preaching away from Jesus, then run. But if they're about Jesus, you're going to receive something. You don't have to agree with everything, but they're preaching of Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, you want to hear something. But if they're preaching away from Jesus, Go this direction. That's my measuring stick right there for me. You might like the, like the packages wrapped in. They might have the revelation fully walked out. But they're preaching Jesus Christ. That's my measuring stick. Shannon Heyman, one of our first year students, she came up to me. I was sharing a little bit of this message. She says, Lonnie, look what the Lord's given me about unity. He is speaking to the body of Christ. Shannon, come on up real quick. Share this with us. Bring your microphone. <laughs> now, Shannon and our school mission is blossoming. She's amazing. She's a, she, has a, she is one of the most encouraging gifts of encouragement I've seen in the body of Christ. Through Facebook, through emails, through cards, through what she's always been people's birthdays. But her stepping out and being vocal is just blossoming this year. So we're so proud of you. But share what the Lord is showing you with this heart that you drew. Okay. Um, you want me to, let me get my hand. Go ahead. Can you guys see it okay? It's the heart. Go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, um. It has been on my heart for quite a few years. I have uh, really um, have a lot of passion for uh, just seeing the body of Christ unified and just to see uh, people basically get along even though we have a lot of differences uh, or, you know, in our beliefs and that kind of thing. And uh, basically um, this picture up here, uh, it's just what I've seen over and over and over again. 
uh, when I talk to people, um, I talk to people on the internet a lot, and <coughs> I talk to a certain kind of people that are, they, uh, they tend to not always agree with me, and we kind of debate it a little bit, that kind of thing, and so I'm trying to encourage them to, you know, not worry about, um, not worry about uh, uh, the doctrines, but that we have the one thing in common, and that's Jesus Christ. Anyway, what I've uh, wrote uh, here, um, I'll just read what I said, what I uh, have in my heart. Um, let's see. Uh, out of the heart of Jesus flows many streams and gives life to the body of, as a whole. When we attempt to clamp a ministry, basically, when by our words or by our uh, disagree disagreement without we, uh, disagreement disagreement without uh, agreeing to disagree, and um, or pointing fingers, it restricts the flow of the blood that was that rep represents life. It is unable unable to. Sorry, it's hard to read here. It is unable to uh, make it towards the different parts of the body such as an arm and a leg. It causes the part to become dead and unable to function. We uh, need to realize that the life pumping from the heart of Jesus to the arteries, to the uh, veins, the parts of the body, it keeps the body whole and unified. <coughs> when we truly flow from the heart of Jesus, it is the love that flows from, through each other, and that allows healthy life to flow through the entire body of Christ. When we are the arm and the leg, the eyes and the ears, and many other parts of the body, each of one of these ministries play a part in our growth. When we uh, glean from each other and grab hold, hold of the gold nuggets, we need to grow as a body, as a whole, which is a whole, and unity becomes stronger and stronger. <coughs> Finally, it's important that we get a hold of the love, to uh, get a hold of loving one another, which is uh, John 15, and, uh, 17. And um, I just lost my place here. All of the love. Oh yeah. Okay. And this means even if we do not agree, there is no need to cut off, cut down, cut off each other. Uh, meeting other churches, ministries, and peoples in our in our lives. And uh, we have the goal to uh, share with one another. And and when we clamp down, that already we miss out on the goal that the Lord decided us for us to receive. What I am sharing is not, not everyone may agree, and that's quite okay with me. Just, uh, just take what you believe for you and shelve or flush the rest. My goal is to share the gold nuggets or, or the gold nugget or nuggets for people to take home with them, and that is, and my hope it is it transforms your life. Lastly, we need each other, meaning when uh, we need each other to be able to grow as a body, and that is my heart. funny testing one two three i didn't i didn't know she was gonna sh I, I saw the heart she gave me just a brief description on friday i said can you share it saturday night which is you know i was like so it's god just see the holy spirit is speaking he is moving and speaking he's trying to and this is something i'm trying to learn to walk out myself as i'm sharing with you i'm sharing with me also okay like shannon said unity is connected in and flows through jesus 
That is where we unite at. That is where our oneness is. That is where we draw the line. If we keep Jesus the, the, the main thing, and not ourselves, not our doctrine, not our personal revelation, not our gifting of the Spirit, not what we believe and don't believe, keep Jesus the, the main thing, the main thing, we won't get caught in all that stuff. Because it's about him and his kingdom advancing. And here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a news for you. He will use everyone. Everyone that is saying, I will go. He will use you. Isn't that a great picture? I don't know if he looked like that in real life, but that's a great picture. First Corinthians 1, 11 through 15. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Paulus. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. So no one can say that you were baptized in my name. John 7.38. He believes in or on me. As the scripture said, out of his heart, the belly will flow rivers of living water. And Shannon touched on that. I didn't know you were touching on that. And I want to say this. Rivers of living water. Many, many rivers are flowing from the throne of God through different kind of ministries. One of the beautiful pictures I've seen recently in the last year, in the last year, let's see if I got a cell phone. I don't have my cell phone. Was when they had the, the Holy Spirit fell on uh, Kansas City IHOP, their student awakening uh, university, right? All of a sudden, they call out to Bill and Benny Johnson. They call it to Johnny Carroll or not out of Canada, the Father of the Toronto Blessing. And they come together on stage to bless what the Holy Spirit was doing. Those are three different extremes ministries, extreme beliefs, extreme public awareness, but they come together in Jesus to bless what God is doing. That's a perfect example of what God has set up for 2011 for us to follow. Yes, we disagree on certain things, but one thing we agree on, Jesus Christ in us and what he's doing through your ministry right now. He used three major key leaders in the river to come together, give a prophetic statement saying, this is what my body looks like. We are different but the same. We can disagree but agree all at the same time and support what the Lord is doing through you. Patrick, I may need help on that one. Can you reset me back up on that, Patch, by chance? Thank you. Let's thank Patrick. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> to sync two computers is tough. Here's my soapbox time. Can I get on the soapbox for a minute? Now I'm going to share my heart and get off my notes. Okay, listen. I've been a Christian 10 years, and I love Jesus. But I see some stuff in the body of Christ. The backbiting, the beating down, the, the, that church, this church. I remember coming to Blazing Fire with a small little church, and we started kingdom training as a ministry. We'd have people from other churches come in and go back out and lie about what we're doing. Oh, they worship angels. They don't read the Bible. 
Oh, blazing fires, this, that, and the other. Oh, they, they believe in demonology. All kind of crazy stuff coming out of the body of Christ about this little church that just want to experience Jesus. But you know what our leader would say? Bless them and love them anyway. Brent would say, bless them and love them anyway. But Brent, bless them and love them anyway. And he walked it out before his leaders. And I tell you, Blazing Fire has many, 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 many friends a day because of what he said in his example for us to walk out. So if someone's backbiting you and saying you're not following God or you got some crazy doctrine but you love Jesus, bless them and love them anyway. Because out of our mouth, we have a choice to make. We can be a blessing or a curse. We can speak life or death. What are we going to choose? I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is my heart. My sense is blazing fire. This is my heart. This is Lonnie else. So blame me if you don't like it. And it's okay. If you don't like it, I will be okay. If we sow a bad harvest, you're going to be bad fruit. Now, Jesus will help you clean it up. So if you're out there backbiting, putting down people, putting down other churches and ministries or people in general, it's going to come back and bite you. You're going to reap some fruit. It's going to be rotten fruit. Now, Jesus will help you clean it up. But let's just reap good fruit. Let's learn to be, let's learn to be a blessing. I'm not talking to these people. I'm talking to churches in general. Baptist, Catholic, Pentecostal, whatever you say you are. If you believe in Jesus Christ, let's reap a good harvest. Let's show the world Jesus. But it starts, you know, one of my favorite songs, I, I, I see this as a, a prophetic song, and I should have put it on there. Michael Jackson, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. That is a prophetic song for the body of Christ. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. No message could be any clearer. Come on, the Holy Spirit is all over that song. All over that song. Every time I hear that song, the Holy Spirit just comes all over me. And I look at the mirror and say, oh, here we go. Okay, what is it, Lord? I, I could be in the car, that song comes on. And it's time he's going to deal with something. But he deals with me because he loves me. He's going to see me stuck. Because, see, you know, the Bible says that, you know, now in this church we teach, and this is true, true, truth. God is for you, not against you. Papa loves you. And my Bible told me he chastised the one he loves. Now, some of you know I have been chastised by God in the beginning of my walk as a baby Christian. I have the audible voice of God yell at me. I'm going to be honest. That's why we get my attention. But when he got me, guess what it did? It raised me to a higher place of who I am in Christ. It didn't put me down like the world does. It says, son, that's not who you are. This is who you are. You're a prince. And see yourself as I see you. So when he chastised me, he said, he's picking me up and said, son, you're up here with me. You're not down there with that. He did it because out of love. And I always felt better about myself. 
Jesus can't tear you down because he te he'll tear down himself. We are one with Jesus Christ. He will not tear himself down. So he won't tear you down. So why are we tearing each other down? Because you're tearing down Jesus and yourself. We tear someone else down. I'm speaking to me. We're learning this message in our household how to walk this out too. But it is the voice of the Holy Spirit in the land. You're going to hear more and more and more from different people talking the body of Christ walking in unity. I'm telling the Holy Spirit is all over. He spoke in India during Christmas break for one of our students. It starts with the man and the woman in the mirror. And again, I'm talking about the masses by the Christ. All the denomination that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I have a passion for the Catholic Church. Because I spent my first 13 years as a Catholic. So I was 13 years old. So that's what I knew. For, that's how I had religion. But I truly believe that is the foundation that God used for at 38 when I messed my life up. All I could do was see him. I love the Catholic Church. I think there's some, some as a whole... To me personally, they caught some of the Levitical time priest that they still hold on to and re represent. Watch God use the Catholic Church. Watch God use the Baptist Church. Watch God use the Pentecostal Church. Watch God use you. Because if you use a donkey, he can definitely use me. If he can use me, he dang sure will use you first. So if he can anything out of this message, look in the mirror and say, if he can use that guy, oh, he can definitely use me. Unity. Unity in families. Unity in marriages. Unity in churches. Unity in ministries and the body of Christ and more. Cindy McGill came to talk to me one day. We had her come to our school. The one Gina and I went with. And first came, she was talking to me. She said, hey, I want to I wanna, I wanna have Angela go on a scouting mission with me. We're going to be like Caleb and, 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 and Joshua in the land and, and, and see the fruit among the giants. Well, where are you guys going? We're going to the corn festival in Las Vegas. I said, cool, corn, yeah. They got corn in Las Vegas? Sure, whatever. I'll tell her no call you. <laughs> so she got about six or seven people around the world, around the United States to come to this thing, help her scout out for future ministry. So, Angela's off the phone. Because, babe, it's the porn festival. You going where? Really? Wow. That's what I got to call her. And I said, babe, you got to go, though. That's where you're, I know you're called for those kind of women that are broken and used. So I'm supporting that. And we had a good laugh. And, I, and the Lord worked with me in my, in my insecurities. And when she got back, we got to talk about and sit down as husband and wife what we processed through. 
And it was good she went. Not everybody can go there. You have to know where God sends you in the dark places. And I'm proud of her. That God gave her a heart to speak into people's lives. So as men, sometimes we have to work through some stuff. We do. If you're, if you're, if you're a baby boomer like me, there's some untruths we grew up in about men and women relationships. And I'm still trying to learn what a covenant relationship is because I never had one before. So it starts with the man in the mirror. And I said, Lord, to change my ways and help me understand. Because, see, the Lord showed me this about my marriage before I even got someone on the radar screen. You will travel. She will travel. You will travel together. Yeah, Lord. Come on. Let's look in reality. What do you mean you're going off, you're going off another trip? I ain't been on a trip this year. How come I ain't going nowhere, Lord? I used to go to all these places. This stuff I processed. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm real. Had nothing to do with her. Because he showed me that would be our life. Now I get to walk it out. So I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Unity starts in the home. And we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn. And we're working at it. It's sometimes it's sticky. Sometimes you have intense fellowship. you're familiar with Joshua Mills. But I had the pleasure to be with him a few years back. Jo- Joe and I was one of those on a cruise. And uh, I'm part of a fake team, but uh, he said these words. Mama happy, everybody happy. <laughs> Jesus, then mama. <laughs> then you. I'm, I'm really playing. I'm really playing. You get to have fun. But unity in families, marriages, churches, ministries, the body of Christ. You know, Brent brings a couple of different groups. He brings twice a year a bunch of different, different uh, ministries together. Very regional advance. They come from Fresno. Very, very advanced. They come from Fresno. They come from all over the place. 100, 120 people come together, different ministries, leaders, to encourage each other in what God is doing different denominations, different ministries, different backgrounds. And we come to support each other, love each other, have a meal together, and encourage each other for a day and a half, two days, day and a half, a day, a day. I'm prophesying. Anyway, <laughs> for a day. That's a picture of the body of Christ being united. I've seen this church who wants a building of themselves. They'll never tell you this. I won't get figures. I've seen this church who's, who wants a building, and we, we, and we do need a building, but so into other churches that are losing a building. So into people's lives from different churches that don't even go here. Because about the unity. Because you go to that church, I mean, you're not family. You're family through Jesus. They have set the example for us to walk out. And more and more people are catching on to it. 
So thank you, Brent and Suzanne. Amen. I believe Martin Luther King had a prophetic message, the last part of his message, for yesterday and for today. And I want to share this piece another couple minutes with Dr. King. But it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. And I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And I'm going to say this. We're living in some dark times. Come on. Read the news. Kids killing kids in school. Jerry killing the principals that got fired. The greed that's going on in our government and other places in the world. It's dark times. But he called us to be the light and the salt. To show that Jesus is real, he's for us and not against us. For the world. He so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. He so loved the world that he's sending us out there now. We don't have time for this childish games no more fighting each other. There's a world dying out there. We're the answer. Who cares what shirt she was wearing that day to church? I don't care. The Lord wants to use her. Who cares she speaks in tongues? Who cares she does? he doesn't speak in tongues? Who cares if they believe in healing? They don't believe in healing. It doesn't matter. We have something bigger in life to settle up with. We have a world to save into the kingdom of God. This thing is burning in me. We got families being destroyed by drugs and alcohol. But we have the answer. We are the answer. Jesus in us is the answer. The unity message is about a mature, a mature Christian raised up to where the, she and he is called to be. And say, brother, sister, I understand everything you got, but God is using you. I'm going to bless that. I may not totally agree the package is wrapped in, but the fruit is there. And I support that. And I will learn something from you. Do you know what? You can take a, a mass murderer who has no remorse. It's been a day with them to learn so much of what not to become, what it takes not to make, not to live your life, if you're willing to learn. But if you go in with a hard heart, if you go in with your agenda already, if you go in with your arrogance and your pride and fear of being wrong, you might miss a golden opportunity to learn something. 
to change your life to change another life. I know we have to use the gift of discernment, but too many times we're using against the body of Christ in the world out there. There are dark spirits out there, but we use that gift against each other, and we got to stop. Well, that brother over there, he's got, the brother is getting healed, okay? Lord is healing him right now. He's in church. He's getting worked on. Stop it. My mommy said, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. The fight is out there. And not the people, the, the people, it's the principles, the powers, and the spirits behind the people. What Smith Wigglesworth say? He used to punch people to get them healed. He said, I'm not punching the people. They just got away the demon I was hitting. <laughs> we had to stand up. 2011 was to rise above and become the body of Christ as the world needs to see it. A light where there's no light. Hope where there's no hope. Dreams where there's no dreams. Faith where there's no faith. A miracle where there's no miracles. A chance where there's no chance. I am passionate about this in me. I can't escape it. I can't leave it. It's possessing me. And I'm trying to share with you tonight something I can't wrap my mind around yet. I'm sharing with you in baby words what's burning bright in me. And I'm asking Papa for more revelation and more truth and more understanding and what role I have to play in this. Because I know I'm called to the church and the world. But it's time to get off the milk and get on the meat. Now, I know we have baby Christians coming in. We need to love them and nurture them. I get it. But some of us in the body of Christ as a whole, not talking to you individually, the whole body, all denominations, been around 20, 30, 40 years, and we're still drinking the milk. And we need to go out there advancing the kingdom of God because you're the answer. Sometimes you're breakthrough when you give a person a breakthrough. Sometimes you get a miracle when you are the miracle. You're depressed, go pray for somebody with depression. You're having a hard time, go pray for somebody with a hard time. It's so easy the world teaches us to focus on ourselves and our problems. Trust me, I've done it. Especially when it comes to the money thing and fear of losing, not having enough money. Oh my gosh. I used to get freaked out. It's just reason why I got to sit and say, well, Lord, oh well. I remember, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I can share this. <laughs> I'll make sure my heart was right. I want to brag on Jesus. But I want to tell you the truth about me. We're sitting in this conference, and I know I'm supposed to give, and this one the conference where they're like pressing the give message, like give, 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 or, you know, you just felt like, ugh, the whole thing's about giving. But the message was good, too. But that, you know how that sometimes that, 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 I'm feeling like a little guilt trip here. And the Lord said, I want you to give $200. I said, I don't have $200. I probably have 20 bucks in the bank. Yeah, I want to give 200. So I said, bang, let's talk, let's pray. I heard 300. I said, we ain't got $300. And now I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my chair like this. 
Was I not? I'm like, oh, there I go. Man, okay. What am I gonna, oh, put it on American, put it on American Express. I'm not going to put it on American. I got to, end of the month is 10 days away. Threat. Oh, okay, okay, $300. Now, I mean, it wasn't a guilty. It was the Lord trying to, you know, tell me something. It wasn't guilt because I wouldn't give him no money. I don't have. So I wrote it down, right? Put it in. We got home from vacation. I started checking the American Express. Maybe they, maybe they got lost in the envelopes. They didn't process it. But I, but I did my, I did it. But I, but I did it. But maybe they lost it. Maybe they lost the envelope. I'm like, oh, Lord, $300. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Man, if I missed that. Man. Oh. And when I said forget it, whatever, Lord. I'm done tripping on it. And there was a piece that came to me. I couldn't do nothing about it. Because, see, I know I didn't do it out of guilt. I know I didn't do it out of wanting to impress somebody. I didn't do it out of fear. I did it because the Lord just really put it on me. It was obedience. Because it was the Lord. And he came back two weeks later and covered that and more. And more. I was like, babe, look. Don't do that again. But he was teaching me something. I don't know why I said that. That's mostly somebody out there. <laughs> You're tired of my unity message. <laughs> unity. Two thousand lives of time for unity. We have to learn. In unity, we have to learn to have conflict. We have to learn how to have confrontation. Do you know confrontation is a healthy thing? And Lord, I used to hate confrontation. Become a leader. You can't always run and hide like I tried because it bites you in the rump. So I'm learning how to confront people. And that, I'm trying to learn that from emotional fear, but from a healthy place of let's talk. I used to be the kind of person that say, well, hey, because I was always a protector growing up. I was always a protector, protect the, the one, the lower one, or the one that, I wouldn't protect myself, I protect everybody else. And so I remember there's times where people have conflicts with another person. I say, well, okay, okay, I'll help you out. I'll go talk to them. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I get that. Okay, but. And I get, I get beat up. They put their stuff on me, and I had nothing to do with it. My heart was just to help them out. Now it's like this. Oh, what happened? Oh, what, oh you did? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's go talk to him. Tell him. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to do that. Then I can't, I can't help you. Because I wasn't there. So either pray about it, what the Lord says, and how to that, prevent that person in love. Maybe somebody will walk with you. I'll walk with you and listen. But it's your deal. He wants us to grow up and how to know how to confront. And I'm learning, I'm learning this. Trust me, I'm learning this. And I'm getting plenty of practice. <laughs> plenty of practice. Because we heard the word confrontation, I'd run for the hills and hide. And I don't know why, but we're not taught that in school growing up. We're not taught at home how to have healthy confrontation. We think confrontation means we're going to fight and hate each other. And you know what happens in confrontation? Nine, ten times you find it, it wasn't that big a deal anyway. It was just a misunderstanding of miscommunication. 
I say the word gun, and I'm thinking 9 millimeter automatic. You're thinking double barrel shotgun. They're both guns for two different reasons and purposes. Two different worlds altogether. So in this 2001, growing in unity, we have to learn to have healthy confrontation. You have to confront some things in your life. First of all, yourself. That man or woman in the mirror. And I promise you, you have plenty of opportunities to grow in it. So unity. In this picture, I found these pictures. And every picture is a Jew and an Arab. And when I saw this, it's just like, oh my gosh, what a prophetic picture. A Jew and an Arab, a Jew and an Arab, and a Jew and an Arab. Walking arm in arm, how it's supposed to be. Ishmael and his brother. And you know what? I love Ishmael. Why can't remember his brother's name right now? I'm drawing a blank. Isaac, who we come from. <laughs> Guess what? And then there's us, the one new man. The one new man. Who we are. So, I want to be bold. Come I'm telling you, this is a message that is just a baby message in my spirit. I could barely even share tonight with the right words. But I hope you're hearing my heart. If I offended you, sorry. But I have to share my heart. If you struggle with unity in your life, if you've been a person like me that has backbitten or talked about or pointed fingers at or judged and condemned like I have, stand with me. Stand with me right now. If you have it, it's way okay. It's no, it's no shame, blame, or guilt. Right, blame? No shame, guilt, or combination. And first I want to say this. We're all forgiven because Jesus did on the cross. All of our sins have been, not some, but all. But sometimes you need a good washing. So in faith, let's close our eyes. And let's wait a few minutes on the Lord as he watch how he shows up. Holy Spirit, you're already here. <laughs> so just make us more aware of your presence. I just feel there's angels being released right now, ministering angels walking amongst us right now, just laying hands on people. It's not a shame or guilt message. It's not a message of condemnation. It's a message that calls to a higher place to save a dying world. Whoa! Show! There it is right there. There it is. 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 Yeah, it's increasing. Do you feel it? Just step into it. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Just that refreshing. Do you feel the wind of the Holy Spirit? He is blowing refreshment over us. 
We are free. We are free. We are free. He is that good. He is that good. Now there's a fire going through this place right now. Do you feel it? There's a fire, a purification, a burning fire is flowing through this place right now. I feel it in my ears and my body and my head going down my body. Just reach out in faith and touch the fire. I know some of you are feeling it in your flesh right now. The fire is burning through the place. From my left, going to the right. I just feel there's going to be a wave of healing going through the room. There it is right there. It's starting to go across the room. A wave. Just reach out and receive healing. Receive emotional, physical, mental. Healing's flowing through the room to the left, to my left, to my right. It's flowing through the room right now. It's flowing through the room. There it is. Ah, wow. There it is. There it is. There, just, there it is. There it is. Shabba Baba. Shabba Baba. If you feel God's presence strong, just wave your hand at me very well. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Even more, Lord. Increase your presence more. Let's be more aware of your presence. There's another wave just coming. Just give me a couple more minutes. There's another wave coming through. Shaba. 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 Here it comes right there. Here it comes. Shaba. 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 Show. Ho. 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 Show. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you for teaching us about unity and, and you expand that in our, each one of our lives and how that looks in our lives. Thank you that they will, know, they will know us by our love for one another. And it's way okay to disagree with somebody. You got to say it's way okay to disagree with somebody. And I know sometimes we're going through healing stuff. We need boundaries around us from certain people. I get that too. But there's a message of unity this year being released like never before. And we hear more and more revelation from different people with it, one of the pieces. I only speak in parts, only see in parts, only hear in parts, only releasing parts. But I'm sharing my part tonight. <coughs> and I don't have this thing figured out, but I stepped into it. It is hot in here. Do you guys feel that fire? It is hot in here. My flesh is burning. Okay, if you need physical healing, come up real quick. Just real quick. If you need physical healing, come up right here. Physical healing right now. If you're in some kind of pain, come up right now. I just want to pray real fast. I'm trying to